Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great show for you. We've got We've got Bailey Marie. She's a singer and songwriter from North Carolina. She has performed across the country at legendary places such as the Apollo Theater in New York City, the Roxy in Hollywood, various venues in Nashville, Atlanta, and Charlotte. And we're really excited to have her on the show we tonight. Are. So, yes. Bailey, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's definitely our pleasure. Yes. Um, so, as you know, a lot of entertainers are struggling right now because of COVID. So, how has COVID affected you? And what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy maze? So, at the beginning of the year, um, as you guys probably know, I used to travel to L.A. like, more than once a year because my producer is in LA and that's where I used to record all of my original songs. And ever since COVID happened, I have not been able to go out to LA, which is so sad. Um, but I kind of found a way I'm starting to go to Nashville more often because it's not as long as a drive as North Carolina to LA. So um, I go to Nashville pretty much like almost every month. And that's how um, it's really helped me because I'm starting to go to Nashville, Nashville more, and it's um, opening up more doors for me. And hopefully, oh, wow. hopefully this year I get to go to LA because I <laughs> have rescheduled the dates so much. I know last year we made like five dates to go to LA, and none of wow. them happened. Wow. So hopefully, and, I go. and LA is tough right now because they're probably one of the most closed states. Um, California oh, yes, right is out of everybody. So it's like, they are like locked down. I think they're starting to open up now some, yeah, but, a little bit. but boy, they were like one of the most locked down states. That's what I, that's what I've been told. I know that we were supposed to go like at the end of last year, but then yeah. um, things started to get really, really bad. And um, we didn't, we weren't able to go. So I really hope things start to clear up there. You yeah. know, like for us, you know, we launched a show January of 2020 and our original plan was 100 interviews first year. We thought if we could do that, it would be really great and all that. And it was like, um, and we were on track and then COVID happens. Yes. And I was like, I told Sandy, I was like, you know, this could be our silver lining. You know, we just need to step it up even more than ever before because people like you are going to need places to talk because the whole industry was shutting down. Yeah. And because of that, we did over 300 interviews last year. That's really crazy. That that must have been really, really fun to do, though, because it's kind of cool, like, um, like how I never knew such thing as a Zoom. I never knew any of that. And now that's all I use. <laughs> yeah. Zoom calls are all I use now, um, except right. to travel. So, yeah. Yeah. Some actors that we've had on the show said that's kind of been a game changer for them. Because you used to have to go into L.A. to um, audition. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Now you don't have to. You can do it right through the Internet, audition, yes. and then you only have to go if you get the part. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think, one of the coolest things is since for me, since I do live so far away from L.A., I now get like a ton of um, auditions that I can just tape at home and um, just send to them. And I think that's super cool. Hey, Joe, his name is Joe. Um, yeah, StreamYard is for the win. That's what the, the yes, system we use is StreamYard. Is. You know, we love StreamYard because I can brand it and all that. It's, you know, we Zoom is great, but I like the branding. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've ever used this, but it looks pretty cool. 
And as you've seen how easy it really is to come in, you know, and all that. Yeah. A lot of people say it's easier than Zoom. Now, we've done a few Zooms. When we have. We've had a few people that won't do anything unless it's Zoom, so we have to kind of cater to that. So, so we pay for a Zoom account, even though we never use it. Right. <laughs> I rarely use it. I'm, I'm so not up to date on like Zoom because I feel like when I go on a Zoom, I always have to check the little microphone and be like, oh my gosh, somebody's probably going to unmute me and they're going to hear me. So I never know what to do if I'm unmuting myself, if I'm turning my camera off. I never know right. what I'm doing. So I'm just hoping that I'm doing things right. <laughs> I just pray that I'm doing it right. So a lot of people would ask when you want to, you knew you want to do music, but I always like to go deeper that when did it click that this could actually be a career choice for you? Yeah. So I actually, um, I started acting before I started music and then oh, wow. I did like a ton of musical theater when I was younger and I still do some now but since COVID I haven't been able to. Um, but I started me. This is actually so funny. Me and my mom and my dad, we went to New York City and um, that we were just we were being a tourist and we were just looking around New York City. And then my mom, she submitted me to um, be casted um, as an audition uh, mm -hmm. for the Apollo Theater in New York City. Oh, wow. Not thinking, wow. not thinking anything about it. <laughs> We were doing it as a complete joke. We knew I was not going to get casted because I never really, I never did anything like that before. So um, it was like way after. And then they were, they were like, you got picked to come sing. And that was the craziest thing. I mean, obviously I was nervous. I never, I never sang anything, sang anywhere like that before. And after I did, um, that's where I found my producer. And that's when oh, I wow. Mm -hmm. wow, this could actually be something for me. I can um, I can get better at it. I can do um, vocal coaching and all of that. So the Apollo really opened some doors for me, and that's where I found um, pretty much everything. Now I forgot to ask you before the show started, but are you gonna, uh, yes. are you going to perform for us later? I can. Okay, perfect. We would love that. We'd love that. I'll let you know when. Yes. Okay. Um, awesome. Um, so, what's some hobbies you like to do outside of music? So I love to snowboard. This is like crazy, but I love to snowboard. I've only gone a couple of times and the first time I went, I'm absolutely horrible at it. But the second time um, I started to get a little bit better and I'm hoping that I can get really good at it, but I don't know, probably not. Um, <laughs> but I love making TikToks because TikTok is like a, like a really big platform. I can, um, I can singing on there I can make funny videos and I think that's so funny but um I really love snowboarding and I love surfing anything to do with a board I love <laughs> <laughs> and I love traveling I really love traveling yeah back in my day I I was big into skateboarding and bicycle and I was one of them crazy people that stood on the handlebars while going down the oh, street gosh. and I did, and I did the ramps the half pipes and quarter pipes and all that yeah I tried I tried skateboarding. I got a skateboard for my birthday and um, I tried to do it in my house and I actually caught it on video. I was making a TikTok of me skateboarding and I lost it on my TikTok and I completely <clears throat> fell right here in my house and it was so funny and I've never gotten back on my skateboard ever. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess Did it go viral? <laughs> at skateboarding. Did it go viral for you? Yeah, I, I think it got like some like a couple hundred likes it didn't go like super viral but yeah. it went viral to me I was, <laughs> it was so funny to me and my family 
<clears throat> so what can you tell us about a TV show you're going to be in? Swagger. Yes. So um, I know you can't say much, but you uh, can't yes. say much. But um, the show is called Swagger. And um, this is like the first really big show that um, I got casted in. And when I auditioned for it, it was actually so crazy because um, I auditioned and then I was leaving for Nashville right after. So oh, wow. it was like yeah. it was just like another audition that I thought I was not going to book because, I mean, you get so many auditions. But <clears throat> I went to Nashville and I completely forgot about it. Like, um, I completely forgot that I even auditioned for it. And then my agent, she called my mom and um, they were like, so they're considering you for this role. And I was like, oh, my gosh, wait, what? <laughs> and, oh, wow. And, um, yeah. And then after that, I found, I found out that I booked it. And that was the craziest thing in my whole life. And when I got to um, Richmond, Virginia is where they filmed it. Um, when I got there, they had us quarantine in this hotel for two weeks with just me and my mom. And I got to, <laughs> <laughs> I got to meet um, a lot of the cast, um, a lot of the cast members, members there. And we had to get COVID tested every single day, oh, wow. um, which was not the funnest. Now, did they I have that? The old test where you had to stick it way up your nose? Yes. Oh, it was, God. It had to go way up your nose, and it was Not absolutely fun. awful. That, when I was on the set, uh, when I was um, at the Hotel of Swagger, that was the first, like, nose test that I had to do. I always had it in, like, my mouth or whatever, but that was the first yeah. nose one. And some of them were really, really bad, but some of them were okay. Some of them were I could deal with, but most of them were really bad. Um, so um, I actually, I filmed for two days and then I met all of the cast and the cast was so insanely nice and so welcoming. So um, I'm hoping that Swagger, they don't have a release date yet, but I know that they just wrapped on season one a couple of weeks ago. So I'm hoping we get a release date soon. Wow. So tell us a little bit about the SOS Foundation. We love them. We do. Yeah. yeah, I um I started working with the SOS Foundation in back in 2019. And um I was a part of the Roxy that they did um mm -hmm. in LA and it was all with the SOS and then um I got to perform at the Roxy, which was so cool. Oh wow. And um <laughs> that's where me and SOS kind of like um kind of came together and ever since then me um me being an ambassador for sos uh we're trying to work on saving lives um getting some donations for sos so we can um so we can save more lives that's really what it's about yeah i love their so whole important. mission because mm -hmm. you know when i was in high school years ago i was bullied she was bullied oh yes so definitely so it's definitely a organization so dear to our heart Thing, yes. Right. I something that really um, made SOS powerful to me is um, I used to have like really really bad anxiety. Mm. And, um, when I was it, it, my anxiety happened ever since from like kindergarten to um, almost to fifth grade, and it was like it wasn't like just okay. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling sick, but I'll get over it. That's not how it was. Um, my anxiety, it got to the point where like, I could not even stop crying. I, I had this, it sounds stupid, but it wasn't stupid to my little self. I had um, anxiety with my mom, and my dad, because I was so afraid that once they left me at school, they were not going to pick me back up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was so, it sounds so crazy, but it was a real situation for me. And that happened ever since, um, ever since 
fourth grade, I moved schools like five times because of it. I had to find the right school for me. And um, so when I found SOS, they really helped me. And I, I realized that I could share my story with other people that may be going wow. through the same um, Yes. Love that. Love that. <laughs> so tell us, you know, let's talk about some of the high points. Tell us some places you've performed. Places I've performed. Okay. So first, first performance was um, at the Apollo Theater in New York City. Big and one. I performed, I performed in Atlanta at the Celebration of Music, which is actually a TV show. And oh, wow. uh, then I performed at the Roxy in LA, which was so cool. And then after I performed at the Roxy, I had to leave straight from the Roxy and go on an airplane because I had to come <laughs> back here. And um, I'm hoping to perform um, once COVID uh allow things to open back up. I'm hoping to perform in Nashville, um, but I performed here locally in North Carolina. Um, and I'm hoping, I'm really hoping to be back out to LA and perform some there too. That would be really awesome. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, Miranda Carey, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level mm -hmm. within the music and entertainment world. Right. And I always want to talk about that side of it because I think a lot of people gloss over this side of it. because Everything just looks so great, great, great. But we both know that there's so much work, work, work mm -hmm. that goes into all this oh, yeah. and sacrifices. And I'm going to tell a quick story where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Still Girls. And at that time, her and her daughter were full time with music. And I asked Allison what advice you'd given up and become an artist. I'll never forget what she said. She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full time. But if you're if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep this as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, your life has to change. You no longer own your own life. Everybody owns a piece of it. Your friends and relatives never understand. They invite you to weddings, the cookouts, the weekends, the holidays. But when you're in that grind mode, you have to almost say no to everything so that you can be prepared and ready to say yes to anything music. Then your friends, I mean, then your family has to sacrifice because they have to kind of share you with the world. But then she added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's talk about that. That is pretty much everything that you, every point. Um, it is definitely right when I have to, like, say I want to go on a trip with my friends. I always have to say I can do it right now, but if it gets to that point and I have something, I might have to back out. And that's um, that's something that I really struggle with, but I know yeah. that I have to mm -hmm. back out because if a better opportunity comes for me to sing or to act, I know I'm going to take that because this is what I want to do um, for the rest of my life. And um so that definitely is really hard for me, but um, I know that I want to do it. And when I, it's definitely gotten easier for me as I'm as I get older, because I know when I was younger, I didn't really know what I was doing half the time. Um, I I was just rolling with it, and, <laughs> and now I'm starting to um, get a grip of how I want things to look in my future. And I think that's definitely um, she definitely hit every single point. Yeah, because a lot of people, they don't get it, you, you know, mm -hmm. you know, you, you hear things, and I'm sure you've heard it, well, when you're going to get a real job, or oh, things yes. like that, you know, all artists go through this little phase mm -hmm. where people don't really believe in what they're doing, right. and it frustrates me when I hear that, that is you know, because it's like, you people don't realize that they do have a real job, artists do, do have a real job, you know, yeah. 
and I think sometimes it's that you see the Blake Shelton's of the world and then you see the person who's been on the street performing, but you don't realize that there's actually many levels in between. I mean, there's people making a living in music that you'll never hear their name. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I know I have people like that tell me like, you can't do this. Why, why are you even trying? I'm like, because I know that if I push myself, I can do it. And I might, I might never be a Blake Shelton. I might never be a Beyonce, but at least I know I tried doing it and wherever I yeah. land, that's, um, I'll be really proud of it because I know I never gave up on it. And so, you got the acting thing going for you too. Yes. Yeah, that I really, um, that swagger really opens some doors for me now that I have um, a manager now, an acting, I mean, yeah, an acting manager, and I have um, multiple agencies. That's really opened a lot, and I'm hoping to um, do some more acting, because I know right now people still have to follow the guidelines for COVID, but I'm really hoping um, that COVID goes away. Just <laughs> we know the feeling. We know, yes. <laughs> So do you have any fan stories where a fan went above and beyond for you? Let's see. Um, trying to think. I know I have. I know I have. Some of these are really cool. Yeah. We, you know, we've been, that's kind of been a new question that we've added to our show because mm -hmm. I think I heard it on one show one time and I said, oh, that's a great question. You yes, know? we love these So I've been adding it to it. It's been really yeah, cool is, to hear the stories of what fans do for some of the artists. Yeah, that is actually a really good question. I haven't had anything like major, like ballistic or anything. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> I had this one little girl. She was the cutest thing ever. And um, she, I think she found me on Facebook. Her mom found me and then they messaged me and they were like, so she really, really wants to like, just be you. And oh. so can you call her and oh, wow. talk wow. to her and tell her how you did all of this? And um, I did call her and uh, we talked for a little bit and I was actually on the way to Nashville. <laughs> I was yeah. on the phone with her. But, um, and then I sent her an autograph picture. She was like, can I please have an autograph picture? And I was like, oh my gosh, of course you can. You're the cutest thing. But um, I haven't had anything major to happen. But that well, that's kind of major there, to be honest with Yes. You. Yeah. But compared to Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. So um, tell us about the song you're going to perform for us. Yes. And then the floor is yours. Okay. So the song I'm going to perform, I'm going to go get my guitar really quick. Okay. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So the song I'm going to perform is Make You Feel My Love. Um, by I think Bob Dylan wrote it, and then I know yes. Garth Brooks made it really big. Right, uh, yes, um, yeah. And then Adele did it, and there was yep. of, um, and then there was a ton of people that covered it. So <laughs> yes, this is actually the one of the first songs that I learned how to play on the guitar. Oh wow! So it's very very special. <laughs> so um, <laughs> this is what I'm going to play for you to make you feel. Sounds life. good. Floor is yours. Sounds great. When the rain is blowing in your face And the whole world is on your case I could offer you a warm embrace To make you feel my 
in the evening shadows and the stars appear and there is no one left to dry your tears i could hold you for a million years to make you feel my love i know you haven't made your mind But I would never do it wrong. I've known it from the moment that we met. No doubt where you belong. I go hungry, I go black. go crawling down the avenue no there's nothing that i wouldn't do to make you feel my love the storms are raging on a road and on a highway of regret I can make you happy and make your dreams come true. No, there's nothing that I wouldn't do. Go to the ends of the earth for you. To make you feel my Oh, great job. Love it. Yes, love it. That was one of the first songs I ever um, I ever learned on guitar. So, um, <laughs> and that was the oh, first I one that I ever song. learned to finger pitch on because I know it's way harder. I learned the hard way. I know oh, it's harder well. to finger pick than strum your guitar, at least for me, because I I know it sounds weird because I'm an actor and I have to learn all these scripts, but mm-hmm. it's, um, mm-hmm. so it's very difficult for me to change chords and finger and finger picks <laughs> at the same time. So it took me like a week to figure out how to do that. Oh, wow. So, wow. <laughs> you know, talking about Garth a while ago, um, one of my favorite Garth stories is I remember hearing a story that um, he walks into it when he was first to Nashville, mm-hmm. he yeah. walks in and the guy's playing and he, at, when it was over, he walked, and as Garth was unknown at this time, walks up to the guy and says, I'm here in Nashville to get signed. And when I do, I want to cut that song. And that song was the dance. Really? And and from what I understand, that guy's wrote most of Garth's songs now. So yes, little, little did that guy know as a songwriter 
how much Garth was going to change his life. And Garth didn't know how much he was going to change his life. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy how things like that happen. Because I know I, I have some people that I work with that are saying, like, they walked in here not knowing a thing about music. And then now they're these huge pop stars, huge, huge country stars. So it's crazy how all of that happens. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to make all that happen, it takes a team of people. It and does. a lot of people, they don't yes. see the team. And in our, in our opinion, exactly. that the team doesn't get the love that they deserve. So yeah. we're going to take a few minutes just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. So I wouldn't be literally anywhere without my mom and my dad. My mom, she is like, she. we, we like to call her my mominger. She is <laughs> the one that um, puts everything together for me, like here locally or even um, in L.A., she is the one that may uh that um submitted me for the apollo so she's the one that kind of like got me started a little bit and then my dad he um he's open he's met some people here that um allows me to perform places here and he's really great as well and then um my producer in la andrew lane he is the best ever um, I absolutely love him. He has opened up a lot of doors for me. And then um, I'm working with some people in Nashville that um, I'm working on my album with them. And then I'm also working with, um, <clears throat> I'm working on a school tour with my dad and then um, some people, um, some of his best friends that are in the industry. I'm working on a school tour with them, which um, I know there's like a ton of people that I could go on forever and ever listing their names, but I won't do that since time. But um, so I'm just really thankful to have all of them because I wouldn't be where I am right now or even, um, grow further if I don't have them, if I didn't have them. Yeah. Now, speaking of moms, tell us a story and they've probably got a thousand of them, oh, yes. but a story that kind of stands out where she went above and beyond for your career. And you're like, wow, she gets it. This is my passion. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh, let me just choose one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see. Oh, so I actually booked um, a job in, well, it was actually, I auditioned for it um, in Atlanta and mm -hmm. then I, I got a call back for it and I stayed in Atlanta. We were supposed to go to New York like the day after and um, I had a call back for it and then we went all the way to, we went all the way to New York and um, we drove, we lost our plane flights because oh, um, wow. we yeah. drove to New York because we lost our plane fight flights. So after that, after I got done with my call back, um, we drove to New York and it was like 12 o'clock when we got there, 12 o'clock at night. And um, then I got a call saying that I booked it and um, that I needed to be back uh, in Atlanta at three o'clock that wow. three o'clock. Oh, wow. So, uh -huh. um, so we were like, there's absolutely no way I can do it. And um, even though I, I didn't, I wasn't able to, because we looked at all of the flights. We looked at, um, we looked at even things faster than a car, <laughs> and whatever it is. Uh, I know my mom was willing to drive that if we could make it there by and by three o'clock, but I know we weren't going to be able to, but mm -hmm. just thought that she would actually like, she would go that extra mile to get me there, even though, um, even though we knew it wasn't going to happen, but just the thought that she would like, um, go the extra mile. 
Oh, well, that. that's amazing. Because, you know, a lot of a lot of um, artists don't have their families backing at all. And that's that important. It's so important. And, and, and it's so important. Yeah, that's what everybody that I meet, they're like, you, I'm just letting you know, you have the best parents, like, ever. And I'm <laughs> like, trust me, I know, they're the best. <laughs> and uh, they're always like, that's what you have to have. I know... Um, I work with Demi Lovato's sister Dallas for um, mm-hmm. for acting coaching and all of that and different things. Oh wow! And yeah. she and she's always like, "You do realize you have the best parents in the world for this." And I don't know. It's just every time I hear that, I'm like, "I know it's crazy, but it's the best thing." Love that. So speaking of teens, we have yes. a third co-host, our little yes, nine-year-old that we bring on to ask a couple of questions. So she's going to go get him. Okay. And, and we've got a two-year-old daughter that when she gets older, we'll be plugging her in the show too. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is the best thing. And, and you know what? You know, and it's like they say, you know, why not combine family into this? Because you know, it's a we're a family affair show. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. Me and my mom, I she hates me for it, but I always make her do like TikToks and me to post on my Instagram, my TikTok, and she gets so mad at me because I'll just do it without her looking. But <laughs> I post them, so I'm like, why not put your family in it? I mean, people got to know the personal stuff. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, that's what it's about. You know, you want to build this great career, um, but you also want to have family to be part of it too. Right. And um, I completely blinked out when you said, like, um, about my team. One guy that's, like, a major, major part of it, um, his name is David Ryan. And Mm. he is the one that um, writes songs with me. He's the one producing all of my things. And he is, like, a major part of my career and a major part of where I am. Oh, wow. I love that. Hi, Bailey. Hi. How are you? No good. So, what's your favorite food? My favorite food. Oh gosh, let me think. What is not my favorite food is the question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think my favorite food would be like. This is gonna be so original, but I'm like chicken. Any type of chicken. I know that sounds so original, <laughs> but I feel like that would be it. And what's yours? Mine is pizza. Pizza, something that everyone is like so. Like wowed about me is I don't really like pizza. Oh wow! I don't like oh wow! That much, and I know you never like, really. You rarely find people that don't like pizza, but it's one of the most unhealthy things. So it's probably it a is. good thing. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I will eat pizza if like if that's the only thing I have. The only pizza that I will not eat is um, hamburger pizza. Oh, wow! Wow, hamburger. hamburger. Yeah, I love cheese pizza. I will eat. It's Pizza's not a favorite of mine, but if I need pizza, if, if somebody's having pizza, cheese pizza's the one to go. Uh, <laughs> All right, what's your favorite TV show? Favorite TV show. Okay. I I absolutely love the show Outer Banks. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, it's new. It came out last year. Um, and mm. it's, I know the world turned into like an Outer Banks Everyone turned to Outer Banks freaks because um, <laughs> wow, because everybody was so obsessed with the show and obsessed with the vibe of the show, and I was one of the freaks. I turned into an Outer Banks freak, and um, so that that right there is my favorite show. I know oh, wow. this is so wow. crazy. Wow. But on um, on TikTok, there's a mate like there's like a cartoon show that is like mm. famous right now called Miraculous Ladybug. 
And um, I love watching it. I know it sounds stupid, but I love watching it. It's the coolest. Mm -hmm. And what's yours? My SpongeBob. SpongeBob, yes. Forgot about that one. SpongeBob, absolutely. That yeah. is my favorite. And you know what's really cool? Is he watches a lot of Nickelodeon shows. Yeah. Nickelodeon. And so we've been able to bring people from Nickelodeon onto our show. Oh my gosh. That so he's be been so able to communicate with a lot of them. That yes. must be so cool. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I'm changing all my answers. Yes. I, I'm changing all my answers. My answers now is just SpongeBob. That's my. Answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Um. This one came out in, I think, like 1999, but it's called 10 Things I Hate About You. And it's on Disney Plus, I think, but the whole storyline is so cool. So that one's my favorite. Oh, well. Wow. Okay, mine is the Minion movie. The uh, Minion movie. movie. Yep, this, he, and see, uh, yeah, he does have that shirt on. Yes, he does. <laughs> the Minion. Representing. Hey, yes. I'm obsessed with Despicable Me. I love the little minions in it. They're my favorite yeah. ever. Yes. Yeah, our little two-year-old daughter loves those things. Oh, she does. And yes. what's funny is um, on that one episode, one um, the Despicable Two, me right too, yeah. um, where they turn purple. It's only a little bit of point of it where they do the. Mm -hmm. Well, now every time she sees a minion, she goes. And she does. <laughs> it's the cutest. <laughs> I absolutely love minions, and every time I see like a commercial with a minion on it, I will just like I'll stop whatever I'm doing and just watch it. They're my favorite things ever. <laughs> yeah, they're mine too. <laughs> yes, they're so fun. Yes. <laughs> Bye, James. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely loves his little part, and it's funny. We started out where he'd ask one question, then then we let him ask two, and now it's three. Oh my gosh, that's so cool though. I love that. So he's building up there. He's going to have his own show. And it's thing. funny, people say you're crazy because it's a live show. And I'm like, well, we got it controlled pretty good. He's I think. a little pro. <laughs> yeah, he's done so many. <laughs> yes. So if you could co write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Let's see, co write with any artist. There's two different. Can I give two answers for a different sure. genre? Sure. Go for it. Yeah. Pop, Billie Eilish. I love oh, I, I love all of her music, and I love the way that she writes with her brother. Um, country, probably Gabby Barrett. Oh, that yeah, she, Gabby she's Barrett. one of my favorites now. Yes, we love Gabby. And what's funny is um, uh, mm -hmm. um, when she made I, – I was following her before Idol. Really? And I remember when she made the announcement going on. I'm friends with her – sister and her um dad on facebook and stuff and i remember when she made the announcement about going on idol i told sandy back then she's top she'll be top five if she don't win oh, yeah. and yeah. and sandy yeah. was like how in the world is like, well, I, I, how I, would you know there's so many people that audition i was like the there's no way she's not going to be top five if they let her go in the lives and i was like not only will she be top five she will be like carrie underwood to go on to do big things in the country i just I, I knew that if America saw her, they would love her. Oh my gosh, she was, she is the one person I remember from that season that absolutely blew my mind. Yeah. Honestly, I never really, I never really watched American Idol before that, and I was like, this girl is gonna go places. She was absolutely <laughs> incredible. Um, her she stage was. present, her stage present was amazing. Let alone her voice, but yeah, she is absolutely 
incredible. And now she's breaking records that were yeah. that were set by people that's been in for years. Right. <laughs> that's that's so like inspirational. Like how even if she like she didn't win, she's still making a name for herself. Yeah, exactly. That's she is. Yeah. <laughs> now this question probably has a thousand answers, but just kind of think of the first thing that pops in your head. What's a song you've heard that you wish you wrote? Driver's license, Olivia Rodrigo. Ah, uh, yeah. yes. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Automatically popped up in my head. That one is, <laughs> I love that song so much. And every time I hear it on the radio, me and my mom are in the car. We're jamming to it. And I video mm -hmm. without her knowing. And, <laughs> and send it to TikTok. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my most recent TikTok is her and me and we and us doing a TikTok. But Driver's License is one of my top favorite songs ever. Oh, wow. I love, love that. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, six years ago, we interviewed Kelsey Ballerini. And one of the questions I asked was where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question, right. because the answer that Kelsey gave us back in 2015 was almost to the T of where she's living now. She knew where she was going yeah, and she that. had this plan. Yeah. And this is what she wanted to do. Right. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? In five years, I want to, hopefully, my goal is right now to work up to, um, I want to get signed with a label. I want um, I want to make more incredible songs that maybe um, that get picked up by a label or um, get, get picked up by some big people. I want to um, collaborate with some, um, with some bigger artists and um, hopefully just get my name out there. Awesome. Now let's look deeper 15 years down the road. And let's say you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you've made it. Um, if the person you are today could meet her, your future successful self, what would you want to remind her? What I want to remind her? Probably don't get caught all up in it. Like, um, remember where you came from. Um, mm -hmm. Remember the people that helped you in the past. Um, and just don't get caught up in the craziness of the industry. Love right. that. Love that. So if you had to describe your music to someone who's never heard it before, how would you describe it? Let's see. Hardest question ever. Hardest question ever. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm in the middle of um, country and pop. I'm like right uh, slap in the middle. That's where I'm, that's where I'm wanting to stay. But yeah. Um, I would describe it as like a Kelly Clarkson. Like my uh, music is the kind of music Kelly Clarkson sings. Mine mm -hmm. is the kind of music that um, it's, it's like the music and the lyrics and all of that is a little bit of pop, a little bit of country. And it's, it's pop country. It's pa country. It's pa country. Pop and country. <laughs> Good plan there. That's how. I would describe it. Okay. And what would you like your legacy to be as an artist? What would you ultimately like to be known for? I would love to be known for the girl that did it, even though people told her that she couldn't do it. Um, oh, okay. Because I've worked with some people that say every, pretty much everyone around me is absolutely incredible. They like mm -hmm. boost me all the time. But I have worked with some people that are like, you can't, you're not going to go anywhere with this. But that's what I would want to be known for, the girl that made it even though people 
I love that because we've been told that even with all our yeah. life, all oh, our marriage. Life. Yeah, I mean, since we were young. Yeah. Even I mean, 18 years ago when we married, people said we would never last. Right. Mm-hmm. And because we met, met online and all yeah, that. Yeah, we met online. And we moved we so a quick. Crazy story. Crazy yeah. story. And here it is, 18 years mm-hmm. later, people told us the show could never work. And we're almost at 400 episodes. And we've had uh, yes. people like Randy Travis on. We've had Lee Bryce, Sarah Evans. Yes, Tennille yeah. Arts. You know, and so yeah. many mm-hmm. great ones. We've had you on now. And, yeah. you know, so, you know, so it's been like, you know, so I love that attitude. Of, you know what? Who cares what they say? Yeah. I'm doing this and we're going to show them because the best revenge is success. It is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know. Um, I love posting like when I'm in LA or Nashville and then the people that tell me that I couldn't do it, see it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what do you think about it? What do you think? Yeah. about it? So, so. You know, that's why sometimes I don't want to um, unfriend people because I'm like, I want them to see the growth that we have. Right. Exactly. I was told at a very young age that I wasn't going to be able to do any of it. And it, it, it hurt me because I was young and I didn't really know not to, not to believe any of that because I, Mm -hmm. um, I always took people's word for it. And now I, I think back and I'm like, they don't matter. Their words don't matter. And, um, so yeah, I definitely post things (laughs) <laughs> to show them that they were completely wrong. And I, even right now, as I am standing here, um, um, I'm really proud of myself from where I came a long time ago. Now, being a young artist like yourself, um, you know, cause in our day, there was no social media, right. you know, even though we were bullied, but there was no but social was, media, well, we but now so because much. you got all the trolls and stuff yes. out there, um, as a young artist, how do you handle that side of it? I always have to remind myself, like, um, there's always going to be people out there that are jealous and they, um, they have nothing better to do than sit behind a camera or a sit behind a screen and, um, post negative comments, um, saying like, you're absolutely horrible. But I always have to remember that they have nothing better to do. And That's that, right. And, exactly. and I always have to remember, I always have to remind myself is they are that, yes, they are the bully, but what has happened in their life to make them like that? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Um, true. And so that's what I have to remind myself that I can't. Because hurt people hurt people. Right. Mm-hmm. Hurt people hurt people. And um, that is what I have to remind myself that, yes, they're being mean, but some something made them this way. And yes. um, so, yeah. Great attitude. A um, couple more questions and we'll let yeah. you go. So if let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they've got something special that as Simon Cowell would say, they have <laughs> that it factor. And, but let's say they played maybe 40 or 50 shows. They're still getting their feet mm-hmm. wet on the performance side, but they've been on stage and they got what every artist says that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them and they know they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, Bailey, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next few years? To um, trust themselves, trust their, trust, trust their self <laughs> and um, always believe in yourself, even if no one does. And even if people say that you can't do it, you have to think, well, I made it this far. So there's, there has to be something that is keeping me, going there has to be something that has made me get this far 
And um, even if there's people that like say, no, you're, you, that's not even good. You have to know that there's people that think that you're amazing and they, they, um, they think that they want you to keep going and mm-hmm. you are like a big inspiration to them. So um, just to keep going, no matter what anyone says and believe in yourself. Love that. So as we come to a close here, what's next? What's next? All right. I am working on my album and I am hoping to release that soon. And, um, and I am so excited for everyone to hear it. I know I haven't been able to put out a ton of original songs because I'm working on like, um, nine to 10 songs right now. And, uh, I've been writing all of them. I've been, um, working on the lyrics, the, um, the music and traveling back to Nash Nashville. And, um, I'm hoping to put that out pretty soon. And yeah, so that's what I'm really focusing on. Love awesome. that. So tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Okay. So on, I ha- on my Instagram, my username is Bailey underscore Marie 2007. And on my Facebook, it's Bailey Marie Griggs. Love that. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today and we look forward to having you but, back. Thank yeah. you guys so much. It was so much fun. Same, well, here. same here. You have a great day. Thanks. Thanks. Bye guys.